Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail is called Sex Tape. The ingredients you need is some gin, some lemon, and some lime. And what you're going to do is get a cup of ice, put the ice in there, not a lot. Pour, I would say, two shots of gin, a splash of lemon juice, and then a squirt of lime. Shake it up. And you got a sex tape, huh? Well, my sex tapes never included all of those ingredients, but oh. all right. How is, uh, how's your week? Girl, my week has been busy. I feel like lately time, where does the time go? I literally feel like tomorrow is Christmas time. Girl, what? The time. <laughs> like when you do things based off of a calendar, when you really look at the calendar, it's like, Oh my gosh, like when you're looking at the calendar, it's like, where is the time? I have to do all this. I need them to like add a couple more hours in the day. I wonder if that's possible. Girl, please. <laughs> what? Why do you feel like the time is getting away from me? Because from start to finish of my day, there's something I have to do with every hour. I'm having to schedule in mental time. Oh, I, I like, like when I'm super busy like that. Say it again. I like when I'm super busy like that. I like being busy. I like having the day planned out when it's work related. But when it's time to relax, I don't really like to like micromanage my day that way. But I just feel like when I knock things out throughout the day and I have a schedule and I have like multiple things to do, at times it can be overwhelming, but it helps me to stay on track and like maximize my day. Girl. Because I can lay in bed for a while. Make sure y'all are maximizing your days because, uh, you know, it'll pay off when you wake up to money it feels great um how has your week been it was good I um I went to DC I just got back uh I guess was that yesterday um went to DC I went out there for the commitment march on Washington um and I met some uh, met up with some of my friends from Howard went to see the campus uh, some of my friends from Atlanta came. We had a really good time. I mean, all we could do besides go to the march and like be outside is go to dinner because um, things are still very much closed. And even if they were open, I don't know if I would want to go. But I ate good. I had a great time. It was a blast. And um, I did some vlogging while I was there. So I thought I was going to do a vlog every day. Uh, no, that hasn't quite happened because I haven't edited any of them and it's the second. So, uh, look out for those though. Cause I do want to share some of the things that I did while I was there, um, on YouTube. But yeah, the week was good so far. So good. I went to Oklahoma for a uh, whole week to help my sister out. Oh yeah. With your sister. And help her uh-huh. husband. How was that? You know, when you go to, not that Oklahoma city is a small, small city, but it's definitely not like Atlanta. And whenever I go and to places slow. like that, I feel like a celebrity almost. Cause people are like, you know how like you get dressed up here to go places, even if it's just like the grocery store and in Oklahoma city is so small and everybody's just so kind. I had a really good time. I went to a, a poetry night and it happened to be the night that I went, it was erotic night. I said, why do I always find the nasty shit? <laughs> I promise you I don't try to do that. 
<laughs> so mm-hmm. shout out to Jay. How Liggs. was it though? He it's a guy that follows me on Instagram and he uh I it was his event and I went and it was super dope. It was fun and I spent a whole week in Oklahoma City, y'all. The food was good, but it was boring as shit. <sighs> But I'm back. Yeah, at least you had your sister there. Yes. Because, uh, girl, I don't know what I would do in Oklahoma. Uh, My mom was like, let's go to a lake in Oklahoma for a family trip. <laughs> girl, no. Let's go to a beach <laughs> next year. Um, okay, so anyway, we do have a guest today. But before we get to him, I'm going to go ahead and do weird sex. You said a man is not a necessity. A man is a luxury. Like dessert. <laughs> yeah. A man is absolutely not a necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. So this week's Weird Sex is pretty short. I found this story. um, One of my favorite sources of crazy-ass weird sex news. Um, And it's just like a long list of all of these freak accidents that people have found themselves in that have them at the ER or the doctor or whatever. So I just found two that I thought were kind of funny. So this one nurse shared that she had an older gentleman come into the ER around 2 a.m. for constipation. And I was constipated the other day. So I was like, oh, I wonder what happened. Uh, (laughs) The doctor or ordered an x-ray per usual the results come back and there was a soy sauce bottle shoved up his butt it reminded me of you talking about men's balls in soy sauce and then being able to taste it and i'm like what's the deal with the soy sauce anyway the doctor explained he would need to go to the operating room to get it out and he promptly signed his ass out and left i guess he just left the uh soy sauce bottle up his ass i don't know why you would do that get the operation and then the other story was um this this other nurse said that she's had numerous men come in with candles, torches, in a and foreign object, foreign objects, which they say they fell onto. Which who believes that, right? Um, and the worst was a toilet brush, which perforated his bowels. He had to have major surgery. The wife kept calling the hospital and they couldn't give her any information per his orders. But she was not very happy, of course, when she hears that her husband perforated his bowels because there's a toilet brush stuck up his ass. Um, what is and then there was also an doing, o- bro? <laughs> and masturbating, I'm sure. Um, there was also an older lady who had a ceramic cat inside of her vagina. <laughs> Like, what is going on, you guys? They sell sex toys. When you order them online these days, they typically come in discreet packages. Get you a safe toy to use. But I feel like when people get to that point, it's like, you might be just, you might be doing too much. You're, you're trying to, it's like when you do drugs, you need the next high. Remember when I told that story about when I was, I was using my vibrator, had one in my pussy, had one on my clit and then grabbed my electric toothbrush. Bitch, calm down. You're doing too much. That's not so bad. That was still an outside. <laughs> You're an enabler. <laughs> anyway, that was the worst sex story this week. If y'all see anything like that, I love hearing those stories. Like, Or if you have a personal weird sex experience, you can share that too. Did you stick some other object up your pussy and get it stuck? Did you stick it up someone's ass and they had to have major surgery? Let me know. Email us, cocktails.atl at gmail.com. Or you can DM it straight to me at Kiki Said So on Instagram. I would be cool with like the fucking and the sucking mm-hmm. but 
but something else. I'm not sure yet because I am just meeting so many people that are making money off of OnlyFans, right? You like you wouldn't even have to do anything like super, por- you know, pornography. Like it could just be like lingerie pictures or just whatever, you know, just uh-huh. just something like that. But it doesn't have to be full on nudity because at the end of the day, you are gonna get subscribers, like regardless. So, well, see, here's the nerve wracking thing, and tell me if you dealt with this. Mm-hmm. My nerve wracking thing is like, cause I'm like, I've been on TV, I was on Temptation Island, mm-hmm. I have my own fans and viewers, mm-hmm. I have a sex podcast, people know I get down. Mm-hmm. But I get the thing that gets me is like, what if you create it? And then you're one of the girls that wakes up in the morning and no one has subscribed and no one. And then, then it's like, no. what the fuck do you do? That that won't be the case for you because you have people who are going to like with me when I like when I was anticipating on making it, I was like, I know people are going to subscribe. It's just like, do I really want to do it? Uh-huh. Like, and then, you know, after I talked to my parents, it was, you know, less nerves and things like that. But like you are one of the people who are going to wake up to subscribers like you know but girls girls definitely do have that issue especially when you don't have a fan base at first like and mm-hmm. you're building your fan base you make the account and you may not have subscribers for days but when you already have that fan base it's so much easier so, so let's talk about marketing before we mm-hmm. before we wrap up how and do you we are back that was a clip from this week's bonus episode on patreon make sure you guys are subscribed go to patreon.com cocktails for new bonus content each and every monday now let's get back to our regularly scheduled program and gentlemen we have a guest today and i'm really excited about this guest because not only is he fine as hell you can watch him have sex. He has a big dick. And he has a really nice voice. We have King Noir! Ah! Thank you, Welcome. thank you. That was like the best intro ever. Oh, shit. King Noir. How are you Okay, today? so... I'm good, I'm good. I'm, I'm down here in Florida trying to avoid thunderstorms and whatnot, get outside. Mm. Feel that, feel that sticky air, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm love. This is my favorite time of year, right here. I love the heat. Yeah, I love the heat too. Um, so we like to play a little game before we get to know you better, just to loosen things up. Um, you might sure. not need it, but <laughs> we're gonna play anyway. So this one is a game of this or that. So we'll give you two options, and you just pick which one you prefer. Sure. You wanna go first, Madina? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. King Noir, King, would you prefer WAP or BOP? WAP is wet ass pussy, BOP is bloody ass pussy. WAP all day. <laughs> Even though I'm, I'm not, I'm not against running red lights or nothing Good. like that. But you know what I'm saying. Ladies like to hear that. Okay, I'm periods don't stop. Wet. Nothing but a sentence. <laughs> um, do you prefer <laughs> um, group sex or one on one? Oh, that's a hard ass choice. I love some group sex. Really? Even if like I'm how not many in the group? Everybody that's there, I love to be watched. So uh-huh. I say group sex. Group sex. Okay. Do you prefer a one night stand or forever? <laughs> I prefer forever, to be honest with you. You know, a one night stand can be a forever thing. We don't got to get all in each other's business. But if it's good, we could keep fucking forever. Why not? What is your Zodiac sign? I know, that's right. I'm a Capricorn. Come on, Cap. 
Shoot. Okay. Um, do you prefer vaginal sex or anal sex? Vaginal. Me too. I mean, <laughs> you know, I like I like balance. <laughs> I mean, I'm. It's a, I, it's funny, like whenever people are asking these questions, you know what I'm saying? Like where it's like choose one or the other. I definitely uh-huh. have this creative ass mind where I'm like. Trying to get both. I can fuck in the pussy, but can I still, like, finger your butthole? Can I still eat your ass? <laughs> you know, is that cool? Like, or is it just, I got to stay away from your booty altogether? Where do you prefer your dick to be inserted? I prefer my dick to be inserted wherever it is happily welcomed, but I will get pussy <laughs> for the sake of this question. Get in my <laughs> booty hole. Okay, next one. Um, Swallow or spit? That's another way. It depends on the moment. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you're going to spit it back on my dick, then let's say spit. Okay. Because then you could lick it off of there. Um, Do you like to see your cum? What'd you say? Do you like to see your cum? I do. Like see I'm, it? I'm all about um, flu- like I, I love fluids with sex. So like if you a squirter, squirt in my face, please. Or oh, if you a creamer, rub that shit all over my chest and my stomach or whatever. I'm into like, I'll come in your mouth. You can spit it in mine. I'm I'm nasty. I love all that shit. I appreciate nasty niggas. So okay? do I. It's a beautiful That's thing. Because there it's like, to what are we doing if we're not being oh. nasty? Falling asleep, so being bored. Cheating. There's so many different ways to fuck. Why you want to do it the same way twice? Exactly. Um, do you have any more, Kiki? Mm-mm. We can move on. Okay. Because I'm like, just that conversation made me ready, hot and heavy to get into this discussion. So yeah. <laughs> is that what it made you hot and ready for? Because I see you squirming in that seat. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I'm dripping. I'm just, I'm, that's why I keep looking down. I'm like, oh, God. Um... King Noir, I'm curious to know, like, before we dive in, let's do a little foreplay. Who was King Noir before you were King Noir? Uh, Shit, Hassan Salam. So if anybody is up on underground hip hop, Mm. you know, they could could go check my catalog. You know, um, I've always been incredibly kinky. Um, I've had fetishes that I could date back all the way to when I was in high school. I was that I was doing shit in high school that, you know, was ahead of my time, but definitely contributed to what I do now. You know, mm-hmm. so, like I was always I was always into taking pictures. I was always into group sex and all kinds of shit. Like I just always been this way. So you've always been sexual. Wow. Very. And it's, it's just I didn't have a name for mm-hmm. it, you know, um, I was uh, polyamorous all the way back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like people were telling me, like, what do you mean you don't care if your girl was somebody else or this, that, and the other, you know? And I've just always been like, if somebody wants to be with me, then they with me because they want to be with me. But I don't want to own somebody mm-hmm. except in the fun uh, BDSM type way. Did you but grow like, up seeing that? Nobody. Say Did that you here. grow up seeing polyamory? No, I did not actually. Okay. I didn't. I just knew I just knew that to me love was something that should be voluntary. It should never feel obligatory. Yeah. When did you realize you were like really good at sex? 
Uh, when my girl started bringing me her friends. Wait, what? <laughs> this was like, so how did how did that go down? <laughs> like the first time she was gonna bring you a friend, what was the conversation if there even was one? So my girl, this this is like I said, this is all in high school. She she had started experimenting. This was in high school. This was in high school. She had started <laughs> okay. experimenting with um with other girls or whatever and. They played with toys and she had a dildo and she was like, my, my man, Hassan, he's bigger than this dildo. And they were like, prove it. So she took a picture, brought it back to the crew and they was like, what's good though? So she was <laughs> like, would you mind? Um, like I, the first time she ever asked me, I thought she was joking. She was like, yo, I want to show my homegirl how to, how to suck a dick. Can we, can we use you? And I was mm-hmm. like, Psh, you, you serious? Were you nervous? She's like, yeah, we are, we are your way. Nah, I was all about that shit. I was like, word. I mean, I thought her friend was cute, mm-hmm. too, so it just mm-hmm. worked. And so I, did you I, end up fucking her? I did. I did. We mm-hmm. had we had a threesome. It was, it was so dope. Like, I could still remember it because it was, like, the thing that turned me on was that she was legit, like, giving her tips and pointers. So I was like, yo, my, my dick is educational and I really enjoy being <laughs> in that space. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> my dick is, ed- I just always wonder when niggas be having big dicks. Like, when do you know that you have a big dick? Like, have you just always had big dick energy? Like when little boys have big dicks, are you just like, I'm, I, I know my dick is big. Uh, I guess the first time um, anyone ever communicated that to me was... Like middle school, there was there was a shorty in our school and she used to run up on everybody. Like she would just be like, Show me your dick. <laughs> she was like <laughs> Where is she now? We actually we actually friends on Facebook and I was talking to her maybe like a year or two ago, just kinda like because she she know what I do mm-hmm. now, whatever. And I was like, You know you had a part in this. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? So, so- she was just like she ran up on me and said, show me a dick. I did that shit with no hesitation. She bounced and brought back her other friend and said, show her your dick. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, I guess at that point, I was like, well. Well, fast, fast. You know, I, I, was, I was very fast. I don't think I've slowed down either. How did you get <laughs> into sex work? Uh, when I was, when I turned 18, I had a homegirl that I was um, fucking with at the time, and she was a dancer in uh, in Philly, and they asked her to be in a porn magazine. And she was like, all for it, but she didn't want to do this shit with a stranger. Mm-hmm. So she was just like, she hollered at me. She knew, you know, at the time I was just bouncing around hustling, basically, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And she was just like, yo, I got an opportunity for you. I know you with it. I was. And it was literally, it was just like... You know, like the old school porn magazines where you're like this close to doing something, mm-hmm. but you're not really doing it. Yeah. Like it's all for the angles and stuff. And the photographer said to me, like, you know, you got a good look. You got a good body. Um, I know people who would be interested in putting you into movies and also people who would be interested in private sessions. If you're if you're into like BDSM and mm-hmm. cuckolding and domination and shit. And at the time I was like, hell yeah, that should be standing out on any corner. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody want to be outside all night, especially when it's cold. Yeah, because we'll say you sound like you're from New York. It's cold in New York. It's brutally cold. <laughs> Go ahead and put my booty Where right up from? on this camera. I'm a Jersey? Jersey guy. Oh, Jersey. From New Jersey. Jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. 
It's too fucking cold. Um, what do you think you do best when you're fucking? When you're having sex? Oh man, I think um, expressing my passion honestly uh. and p- paying attention to body language. I'm a pleaser all the way. So like, first thing that comes to mind, like I. I personally, and I, I've challenged people, I want to do a pussy eating Olympics because personally, I, I love to eat pussy so much that I think that it's like one of my top talents. I think. Um, Can you give the men some tips on pussy eating really quick, please? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, they need them. <laughs> first and foremost, don't don't be scared, man. You can't be in there eating pussy like you don't really want to do it. So it's kind of like I always tell people it's it's like, you know. Dive in. Don't be on some like. Don't be scared of it. But then also, you know, some every woman is different. So some women they like pressure. Other women they don't like as much um, direct stimulation to their clit. So it's kind of like you have to gauge who you're with by trying all kinds of different things and then paying attention to the response that 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 woman's body gives you. So you know. Don't be don't be shy about about sucking on lips, sucking on clits, putting your tongue in all the holes in every single place that you could possibly find. You know what I mean? So it really I, I, I hate to give people advice and say, do this one thing, because then mm-hmm. you might run into the woman that is not into that shit that I just told you to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to come back to me mad. But it really does. <laughs> it has to be. And I think that this goes for men across the board in regards to sex. Most most of the time, we're too focused on our our own pleasure, mm-hmm. and all pleasure gets better if the woman involved that you're that you're that you're fucking with is pleased because she's gonna be more relaxed, she's gonna be wetter, she's gonna mm-hmm. be more open, and and feel that you actually give a fuck about her pleasure. So be willing to actually focus on yours too. Come on, somebody, and you know I think that that goes across the board. So. You know, I think with when it comes to eating pussy, like it's a real good gauge of how well you are paying attention to that woman's reaction to to what you're doing, to whatever stimulus you're giving her. Hallelujah. And the crowd said, amen. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Now, Kiki, I don't know if you watched uh, his new film, Orally Yours. I put it on because I just went, I was like, I'm going to have this playing in the background. I was getting ready to go to the gym. I put it on my laptop and I'm doing stuff. And I stopped. I said let me tell you something. He was eating pussy for most of the film. I felt like, I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you, King, because I felt like I got some head after watching you eat Jet Set and Jasmine's (laughs) pussy. He took a chunk of ice and he was playing with her clit. And then Kiki, he put Mm -hmm. it inside of her, bro. He put it in her. I literally I had to turn it off and go work out and then come back and finish watching it because my pussy was drenched. It was literally incredible. I could girl, I wouldn't have made it to the gym had I done bro, that. Uh-uh. I could feel your passion just watching you, and I appreciate that because I say this all the time. I don't watch a lot of black porn because there's always something out of place that gets me i'm not thinking about it no more i love how y'all didn't have socks on i love how nobody's lingerie was ripped you couldn't see no track you were you didn't just start ramming the bitch you started you were passionate it was like that's how porn is supposed to be you could tell you were very you wanted her to be pleased and you pleasing her made her want to girl girl i gotta watch it again <laughs> well, I, actually, that's that's why we started Royal Fetish Films. You know, um, Jesse and Jasmine and I were doing kinky pop up parties all over the country and, and fantasy flight parties all over the country. And 
you know, our primary um, attendees for the parties, black women between the age of 25 and 45. And most of the sisters would be like, yo, why is black porn so fucking bad? Horrid. Like, why is there no no connection, no passion? Why, why All the things you just mentioned, mm-hmm. basically, right? And, you know, at the time, I had been out, out of the game for, for a little while of actually being on film. And they were like, well, why don't you come back and show them how it's done? So, actually, Orally Yours won uh, Best Film at the Fet, uh, FETCON Awards. Uh, for best mm-hmm. full-length feature, you know, so there was a lot of people in the industry, like you know, white establishment that was saying like, "Oh, people don't want to see black people like that," you know, they think that they people only want to see black men and white women. Mm-hmm. They don't want to see two black people loving and kinky and passionate. So you know, we've been proving them wrong, for, which isn't for true. We like that, now, you know. I mm-hmm. I wish I could give you an award. Um, I'm, I'm taking your award. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll write a speech and all that. <laughs> please, please do. Oh, so I'm curious to know, like, what can you give us a couple of films that you are in? So if people want to, like, after they listen to this, go like look them up. Sure. Well, I would say go to royalfetishxxx.com. Mm-hmm. That's our own site. I'm definitely I'm on I'm on other sites. Other companies have hired me out across the across the globe but check out our shit because we direct we produce we film we star Mm -hmm. but um right now let me see i would say if you're if you've never checked me out before definitely check out orally yours check out um hmm, check out vegas voyeur that's a really dope Mm -hmm. one check out poly sutra for for some for some good group sex how do you stretched out properly how do you prep when you're getting ready to shoot a film? It depends on if I'm also going to be directing it. If I'm going to be directing it, then it's it's pretty much like super, super technical. You know, mm-hmm. but if I'm if I'm performing all if I'm just performing, then I usually just like to get into some music. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. If it's if it's a performer I've never met before, try to have a conversation to find out any uh, hard limits or things that are not on the table for when we're performing. So that way I don't cross any boundaries that make anyone uncomfortable. Um, find out kind of like what what the other performer, what she is into. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you really like? So that way, um, like a lot of times, if you're shooting for another company, like a mainstream company, they usually might have like, yo, we want these four positions or mm-hmm. something, right? But mm-hmm. sometimes those are positions that might be really uncomfortable or, you know, not the position that you can come in so i want to know what are the positions that you prefer if you like to get you want if you want hey whatever Mm -hmm. just to make sure that everything is is gonna flow smoothly and other than that i don't know i i really just like to get in the zone and and relax and and look forward to performance and and pleasing somebody have you so when y'all were starting your um to make your own films and you're putting them out there, how did you decide like what you were going to charge? Cause I know some people don't like to pay at all. And then some people will spend whatever if they know it's going to be a good quality video. Okay. I, I can do this. Like for me, um, I've always wanted to be in film. Like I, I wanted mm-hmm. to be a cinematographer um, way back in the day uh, for music stuff. I've, I've written the treatments for my videos. So you know, most of the scenes that we put out to me, they're art, you know, like the lighting, the performances, 
the editing, you know, all of that. So my time is money and I'm putting in my time. So, you know, I kind of just like to make sure that when when we're charging, it's not going to be something ridiculous, but also that, like, you know, you're getting quality here. You know, you're getting a good amount of, of footage and all of that. So, you know, it, it ranges. But for me, it's all about this is a quality product. This is people that's putting in a time and sex work is work like anything else. So, you know, pay mm -hmm. for that quality. You know, they could go watch people fuck with they suck they socks on for free. Mm. You know, we gonna keep it keep it fly for them. Them socks really make me mad. <laughs> um, I'm see it in your face. I'm curious to know: Have you ever pulled up on set? You're about to do a film, and you meet who you're about to, you know, perform with. Have you? Has anyone ever intimidated you? Because I feel like. You maybe could intimidate somebody because you're, if they, especially if they've already if they've already seen your work. Um, if I've already seen his dick, I would be scared. Like <laughs> I told y'all, medium only. The fuck <laughs> am I about to do with that? Hold it. But I'm curious to know: has anyone ever intimidated you? Have you ever been like, oh shit, I really got to make sure I'm on my shit? I wouldn't say intimidated because. I don't know. For for me, I always look at if it's if it's somebody who I feel like a super strong energy from, mm -hmm. then I feel like, wow, we're going to we're going to match, you know. But um, I think I would say one person just because like she's super hood famous and like my peoples was hitting me up like, yo, lethal lips. Right. <laughs> so my peoples was all like, you about to shoot with lethal lips, bro. You better bring that shit. <laughs> like, my peoples was like that serious with me. I'm like, oh shit. I better make sure my shit correct. If I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like as lethal at, at the time when we had shot the scene or whatever, it was like, like she had just blown up everywhere. Like, I feel like she was just on like, this is 50 mm -hmm. or something like that. So like everybody, like all, all my people in rap knew who she was, mm -hmm. like my people in the hood knew who she was. So I think, I think definitely like with Lethal, I was like, you know, like stepping into that shit. Like, I, right, I got to put in some work <laughs> Do you ever stay connected with people and then y'all hit each other up after the scene and be like, I really want to fuck you for real, for real though? <laughs> Uh, definitely there, there are people who we stay in contact and if we happen to be in the same area, you mm. know, we might, we might get it in, but we all, all, most of us are also business people. So we like, yeah, we really want to fuck, but we should also record it. Oh, I feel like, like this is an opportunity. Spread <laughs> that booty right. Hold on. <laughs> exactly. What's the difference you think between like the sex that you're having on film and then the sex that you have in your everyday life? In my everyday life, there's not, hey, open up for the camera or hold on a second. We need to change the angle or fix the lighting or, you know, fix the actress's makeup. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole like one thing about porn is for a lot of it, there is a whole lot of stop start, you know, because sometimes you get on set and you got to shoot, I don't know, a couple hundred pictures first. And then it's like, okay, fix, fix everything mm -hmm. back up. Now we shoot the video. In real life, it's just mm -hmm. like, we going. Once, once we going, we going. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the only difference. I mean, like in, in my personal life, I like to do just as many uh, ridiculous positions as possible <laughs> just to see if I could do them. And <laughs> all the other things that, like the things you see me do in film are things I actually like to do in my, in my personal life as well. Have you ever not been able to get hard? 
like while you're performing set, yeah on set uh yeah one time on set i was called a nigger and oh. that was like the worst experience on set that i that i could remember where i was just like i'm i'm flip i, I flipped out like there was a not a good situation there um and then another time this was i don't do age play mm-hmm. is that like when and someone wants to act like they, a little girl yeah, they they did it where they didn't tell me what I was there to shoot, mm-hmm. and then she was dressed in like like little little kid clothes, and oh, I was hell not no. turned on at all. I told them that I'm not interested in shooting here, so I, I, it wasn't so much of a like can't. It was more of a I'm like, not I'm doing not that. Trying to do this, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that's yeah. a mm. that's a lot. Um. <laughs> yeah, those those are like the the heavy those are the heavy things and and like in the situation where the uh other performer uh called me a nigga, oh the performer like, called that, you a that nigga. was yeah that was that was a performer she was she was mad that like how you how you had just asked about not on scene or whatever mm-hmm. she is a white mm-hmm. lady asked me like oh you know like after we were done with another scene was kind of like yo come through let's let's fuck and I was like, no, I'm good. And then she, she, told, <laughs> she messaged, a, um, she messaged a, a, in true Karen fashion, messaged a manager and was like, King is being an uppity nigger. And then <gasps> oh so hell like, no, we were supposed to be shooting other scenes with other performers. And I was like, I'm not working with this person. And then we're shooting another scene like later on. And this other uh, white performer was like, she, I guess she was all in her head, not understanding why I was pissed at the other lady. Mm-hmm. And then, so she turns to me. And she, I'm only laughing because this <laughs> shit is ridiculous. She turns to me and she was like, I don't I don't understand. Aren't you Puerto Rican? <laughs> oh, fucking like, brother. Yo. I was like, nah, I'm not fucking her either. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm sure. leaving. Do you give me my do dick you back? Run into, I'm leaving. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> have you run into a lot of like race issues while yeah. you're performing besides those? Unfortunately, porn is kind of like the final frontier of racist industries in in any industry. Like let's say in in the podcast radio world, if a producer said tomorrow, I don't want to listen to any black people talk, they'd be fired so fast. Mm-hmm. But at least hopefully they'll be fired so fast, right? In porn, you can have a producer come and say, I don't shoot black people. I don't shoot interracial. I don't I don't have black performers on my set. And people will accept that as if that's some kind of like uh normal human thing to say, you know? So mm-hmm. there there's so many instances of racism within the adult entertainment industry, which is one of the reasons why, along with um uh, Cinnamon Love and Jet Setting Jasmine, um, I've, I've joined, and, and a whole long list of, of other amazing um, performers. We started the BIPOC co- Collective, which is Black and Indigenous people of color who mm. are who are in the industry, who are organizing to start changing this whole racist industry and just shutting the shit down until they do us right by all people. Wow, that's that is. Because there, there are also like pay practices where black women make less money than white women. Black male performers make less than white performers. There were white women who were charging more to be in a scene with black men, even if 
don't know, the white man had a bigger dick than the black dude. She's still charging more mm-hmm. for the black guy because, you know, you're blacked. Once you have sex with a black man, you're somehow ruined within within white society. That is so ridiculous. That's this, I'm just in here like, the practices, the thought process is like, no, what? we can't go through no, any avenue without it can't being some racist without, shit. Without racism. <laughs> <laughs> can't even just fuck and have a And I'm time. glad that's why y'all just started making your own shit. Exactly. High quality. <clears throat> that's what you got to do sometimes. Like, fuck the other people. You got something that you know you're good at, which is fucking right. eating pussy. And you can film it and do it yourself. <laughs> And speaking of doing it yourself, I really want to know how this mold of your dick came about and where can I get it? Because I need that dick. Oh, shit. Well, you can get (laughs) For this one, actually, we had a lot of people who were reaching out um, just asking if we were going to ever do a mold. And just for the reasons that Mm -hmm. we just went through in regards to racism in the industry, we didn't want to work with certain companies and then also, you know, I'm very much into uh, trying to make the world a better place. So I wanted to make sure it was environmentally safe, bodily safe and work with a company that doesn't have a history of bigotry, racism, Mm -hmm. homophobia, transphobia, horophobia, whatever, you know. So um, Mm -hmm. we wound up connecting with Lust Arts. I got to go to their laboratory. They took all these crazy 3D images of like my whole torso so like i could even have like a butt mold now if i wanted to they they did like my whole my whole torso so then they actually pour them by hand they handcraft them so i got them here so they were actually like rolling around on your dick like they take their hand and they really are someone's molding your dick on on the mold, yeah, not on not on my flesh. They they took three D images of, oh. my, of my body and then molded <laughs> off the the three D images. Okay, you know they were that, doing hand jobs with the mold. You know when pregnant ladies put the clay on on their bellies and everybody start like they start smoothing <laughs> it. I thought hands. somebody was someone got the job of like okay, pull your dick out, let me smooth it on. I thought we were like getting a little piece of your skin as well when we got the dick, but you know, <laughs> my mind just went crazy. <laughs> But I mean, actually, this one, this one here, it is like exactly like the skin tone. It's got all my veins in it. It's like mm-hmm. this is this is the the first one that came out, and it also comes with like a whole package. You could put suction cup on the back, so you could fuck me on the wall in the shower, rob me on the floor, all that good stuff. And then also we have all take you on vacation. I'm a sneakerhead too, so I was like, yo, I want to come out with like custom colorways and stuff for people. I thought you were about to pull out a Nike dick. What? (laughs) That's next. So this is, this is uh, like my unicorn. This is my Dr. Manhattan right here. You know, like all these different colors. I have money green. I have marbleized. We're going to actually be doing something really big, really soon with a, with a very, uh, can't give away too much, but it's a very, very uh, prominent company out there that's going to have their own uh, King Noir dildo colorway <sighs> that's going to be dropped within the next few months. But definitely start mm. start with the classic me. You know what I'm saying? Throw it over your shoulder. Uh-huh. Take it wherever <laughs> you need to go. You know? I need that. It, How it, much it are the King Noir dicks? How much is your dick? Uh, 
<laughs> for for the full for the full package mm-hmm. with with this beautiful we like to we call it like to call it the king crown royal bag you know what I'm saying so it's classy uh-huh. <laughs> it's classy you can put it in there with your with your vape pen and shit and then uh, <laughs> this one right here the the hand painted and everything goes for two hundred with the full package and then the custom colorways are one hundred oh you don't got so, no cheap dick that's a whole uh... <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta see all that it come with. You gotta see all that it come with. It come with the suction cup. It Does it come? With all kinds. Could you make a smaller size one? <laughs> actually, actually, they did. Like a miniature. They made like a whole bunch of crazy different sizes of. of oh yeah, well. like if you want the King Noir dick, but you know you can't take it, we've got something for you too, for the shallow vaginas. Go. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm taking all of that. Um, my glasses on real quick. Okay, King Noir. <laughs> um, I'm curious that, why that was so funny to me. Because <laughs> what I can't see. I'm trying to be all sexy. Um, I'm okay. So we talked about all that. I'm curious to know what is it like dating you? Because once again, going back to orally yours. I felt like I could feel your energy. Like I said, like you're you're very passionate. It seems like you would be a romantic man. You seem dominant. What is it like dating you? Hmm. Or are you breaking hearts? Are there bitches that are like, fuck that nigga? He just dicked me down and left. Yeah, it's, it's not even like that. It's it's interesting because, you know, um, I'm poly, so I have I have partners. And my partners kind of have some partners who were in a dom sub mm-hmm. kind of relationship. And then Jasmine is my primary partner and we got kids, you know. So it's like for anybody who is interested in dating me, they have to they have to recognize you can love me for me. You can't change me into something that I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like I get the women who are like, you don't have to do porn. Like, no, no, I, I want to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I enjoy what I do. I love what I do. You know, or then you get other people who are like, well, coming into it with a competitive nature, like I'm going to be a better sub than Zarlina or something like mm-hmm. that or or whatever, or I'm going to take time away from you and Jazz. I'm like, that's not how it works. You know, we are open. So if you are interested in being a part, a part of or dating or whatever, just got to be straight up because like I am passionate. I, I do love romance. <laughs> I enjoy getting to know people. I enjoy going out when it's not coronavirus. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, I really do um, enjoy the dating process. You know what mm. I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I think some take... people, they might just think like... Sorry, go ahead. Up? Go ahead, finish. No, I was going to say that um, I think some people think like either they want to jump right into a porn with me or they want to somehow, you know, captain save them be mm-hmm. out of porn mm-hmm. you know what i mean so is it i haven't really found too many people that are just like i understand all those aspects mm-hmm. and i fucks with it and i'm interested so my dating life has been has been kind of slow so with you mm-hmm. and jasmine like did it take you guys a minute to get to where you're at now was it kind of was someone not understanding at some point or was she ever like uh-uh i'm not with this or did y'all did y'all both come into this with the same mindset and this is what we want to do but we came into it with the same mindset. Uh, well, not the exact same mindset. Like, I, I already knew I was polyamorous and jazz kind of came into it with the aspect of, like, I don't want nobody telling me what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't want anybody to box her in to anything mm-hmm. relationship-wise. So it kind of just naturally flowed that we were more open 
And, you know, she has never told me like, nah, don't be who you are. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was already, um, I had come out of a relationship before Jasmine and I were together where I kind of like was listening to people like, oh, this poly shit is wrong. You need to be with one person. And I was completely fucking miserable. So mm-hmm. nothing, nothing about that person. Like, I just think that trying to fit who I am into a box just wasn't, it wasn't for me. So, you know, I knew any relationship that I was going to go into after that was either, either it was going to be open or it wasn't going to be. Mm-hmm. How did you meet her? I met Jasmine, Jasmine. On, on a, on a podcast actually. Really? Um, Jasmine, oh, really? Jasmine had a, a podcast called the emotion picture with uh, brother Victorious and they were interviewing. Uh, it was actually me and cinnamon love that were on it and they were interviewing about what is it like to be a porn star and date and be in relationships and things like that. And at the time I was doing erotic touch massages and parties in New York and New Jersey, Jasmine was doing parties in Florida and Georgia. And she was just like, let's bring our talents together. And it just kind of flowed from there. It was like some, you know, we just, we just both dug each other's hustle Mm -hmm. and was just kind of Mm -hmm. like, just picked up from there. That's super sexy. Um, What do you think women like about you? Hmm. We talking just in general, in general, I hope, I hope it's, it's my honesty, Mm -hmm. honesty and, that I actually do care, mm-hmm. like not just about the the person, but I, I care about I care about the world. Like I really do see good in the world, despite all of the fucked up shit that's going on, and and actually try to try to make change. Wow, that just made my pussy throb. I really think that you should add like <laughs> an addition to the dick and like let it talk and put your voice on there. Like I need that dick to talk to me. Um, Pull a string. Yeah, in the back. and it's like, hey, ladies, and I also you should do. You should have an app, and it can Bluetooth to the app. That's fine. And, that, and that way, it's still waterproof. I probably just gave you a That's million dollars. And it's idea. not always nasty. I like, shit. like you uplifting bitches also because that was just beautiful. It's like I'm honest and I. <laughs> love you and then we're all like <laughs> we're gonna be knocking at your door <laughs> be careful with that idea um, oh my god like that. that's a real dope idea though have you had sex with any celebrities minus uh lethal lips <laughs> uh, i i have and i and i don't i don't have if You're they weren't going. on if it wasn't on camera then you know i can't i can't say that oh but what no, we know right. they you are. keep it quiet keep it on mute <laughs> i don't know i don't know what kind of circles you're traveling you know what I mean? oh now you want to get private oh my god <laughs> i mean it's, when it comes to when it comes to me i don't mind sharing anything about myself but if other people have things that they don't want to get shared or anything like that you know mm-hmm. i respect everybody's right to privacy as well i feel you that is important that's I know why some my, niggas my, you better not tell nobody i fucked you that's why my <laughs> that's why my clientele loves me because i am extremely professional i i deliver and don't and don't say a word You are an incredible human being. I tell you what, God took his time with you and your dick. (laughs) Hallelujah. Um, So 
I kind of wanted to also touch on like your relationship life. We talked about Jasmine. You, you did say that you have a sub. Like when I was looking stuff up, I was like, is that, is a sub also like a slave or is that not what you should be calling people? Uh, I mean, everybody in regards to BDSM kind of mm-hmm. has different relationships with, with their dominant, submissive. Like some people, it's just in the bedroom. You know, other mm-hmm. people live a more 24-7 lifestyle. Like if somebody is DDLG mm-hmm. or um, interested in 24-7 domination, submission relationships. So my sub, I don't consider her a slave at all. That's not a, a word I use. Mm-hmm. But my sub is, I, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like we have a very unique relationship. She's very um, proud of it. Like I, I went to her page and I saw that like she had issued you this whole apology, and I was like, well, it was like three paragraphs of like something about <laughs> checking her attitude or something. I don't know what it was. I can't remember. But I was like, wow, she, what happened? She, she was apologizing for like her not being understanding. I think it was a whole. I gotta send it to you. I was like, wow, she's not like she doesn't feel like. Do you remember the instance that she's talking about? What's that? I said, do you remember the instance that she's talking about where um, your sub had posted this? What yes. happened? Um, there, that was actually she. She has had a very interesting journey because she had never had dominance before, and she went from having zero doms to two. You know, uh, j- she is both Jasmine and my sub, um, and mm-hmm. there's just sometimes people have bumps in the road in regards to tasks that they might have supposed to have done. And it just wound up being a situation where she fucked up in public. So you have to Mm. apologize in public. Wow. Can you give us an example of a task that a sub might have to do? All the the tasks that I give subs really are unique to whatever. Like, for example, you have beautiful voices. If y'all were my subs, I might have a task for you where I'm like, I really have a, like, I'm a late night person. Mm-hmm. I do not like to wake up early. So I might uh-huh. have a meeting that I need to be up at. I want, instead of have, hearing an alarm wake me up, mm-hmm. I would love to hear y'all beautiful voices wake me up. Make sure that I am up at eight o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. That could be a simple, that's a simple task. But some people, you might not be an early riser either. So it might be something that forces you to then be like, okay, I have to be disciplined in order to get up at this time. Uh, somebody else, like for example, um, Zerlina has a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. So we've performed on stage together where, you know, I've pulled her on stage by a chain. She gets on stage and sings for the people. We, we practice and go through, uh, certain commands that'll mm-hmm. be on stage for our performance. Um, but if she wasn't a performer, I wouldn't bring her on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's all very specific to, to each submissive in their talent. And when they don't complete the task, do you give like, you know how when little kids get in trouble in public and your mom is like, they give you that lip. Do you give them like a lip like, this is, you're in trouble. And you're in a whooping lighter. <laughs> in, in her I'm case. I'm the shit out of your um, ass. In her case, uh, depending, you know, she might be spanked, she might be flogged, she might be paddled, she might be gagged, something like that. Mm. Mm. Uh, how long? 
It all depends. How long does this last? How long does this punishment last? I would be getting my ass beat every day. I'd be like, the fuck? I'll run away. Some relationships is that there's so much negotiation that goes on. Mm You have to really get to know someone. You have to really be open and honest with someone. Like, for example, let's just say you don't like getting your hair pulled. Let's say that's like a horrible trigger for you and you're like, don't ever pull my fucking mm-hmm. Right? Then that should never be something that is used as a punishment. It's not something that's used as pleasure. It's just completely off the table. Mm-hmm. But you're like, mm-hmm. okay, but I am okay with, you know, smack on the ass or something like that. Then that would be part of your part of your, you know, more fun punishment. Mm-hmm. But like real punishments, mm-hmm. to me, I look at a, a real punishment as best way I can say it is I always heard that uh the further you are away from God, the colder it gets. So as long as you're close to me and my light and my warmth, everything is all good. If you fucking up and you need to get punished, it's very cold out there. You know, so you're not going to be as close. You're not going to be as kept. So that's kind of like where punishments go. And they could they could range anywhere from a spanking to you. You got to be over there in the corner or put in the cage or something like that. Oh, mm. I want to. Yes. Yeah, I, I kind of like the cage <laughs> idea. <laughs> I do. I'd rather the spanking. Some really, really the spanking is fine. <laughs> huh? I don't know who. I couldn't hear you. You can't hear me no more? I can hear you now. I can hear you. I couldn't uh, hear the last thing you uh, said about said, the cage. Um, I said we've done some really, really dope scenes with cages and. Um, oh. And like, I like, uh, especially with subs. You know, sometimes they be real busy, real fidgety, real nervous. So, you know, some handcuffs, some rope, a cage that can lock someone in place. And that really helps you uh, focus on what you've done wrong because you can't really go nowhere. I recently. What's your favorite? Oh, go ahead. Maybe. I recently had someone handcuff me and read me my rights as if I was being arrested. And it was the sexiest thing. <laughs> he didn't even fuck me. I was just like, can you just do this really quick? Oh, my pussy was dripping. <laughs> So what did you do after he read you the rights? I was like, well, first of all, let's take these handcuffs off now because they were really hurting. They were the real police handcuffs. I was like, God damn, Uh, y'all need some cushion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What's your favorite thing to use when you're punishing one of your um, subs? Like a a toy, a tool, something extra. I love floggers. Floggers are my Mm. favorite. Just because of how they can be manipulated, and also they come in so many different, uh, so many different textures. Like you could get a leather suede all the way to something extreme on the hard end, like some sort of metal, all the way to the extreme on the soft end, like feathers. So that, and mm-hmm. there's also so many different body parts that you could use them on. I like that with flogging, there's there's an art to flogging. I went to a sex dungeon. Mm. I think that was last year. What what was the name of that convention, Kiki? I can't remember the name of it. And remember I went to the dungeon? Um, Frolicon. And I went, I met some people and they're like, do you want to come to the dungeon? We'll make sure you're safe. I was like, yeah, sure. And I went and I loved how there's like this art and technique to flogging. Yeah, I, that's that's one of that's what first attracted me to it. Because mm-hmm. when I saw somebody doing it at FetCon, I was like, 
those look like nunchucks. I've done martial arts for a long time. So I was like, but they look like pleasurable nunchucks. So I want to, I was mm-hmm. all over them. <laughs> and, you know, like you, you can learn different techniques so that it hits the body in a different way mm-hmm. and sends like a different shock wave or, you know, just changing your angle changes the sensation and the pleasure of it. So I, I think it's, it's such a useful tool, but it's also like you could just get lost in doing it and in, in just the movement of it. So it's it's I, I enjoy floggers the most. But I want to ask you a question. You went to Frolicon. Do you do you dress up? And so that was my first time going, and I went by myself. I met a group of people there that we had actually. I forget how I met them. I met them through a friend. We had them come we on were, the show. Yeah, and we were speaking on a pan. We were moderating a panel. Okay. During the Frolicon conference, oh, I remember it was and Emily. so that yeah yeah. yeah. So we t- we both went to that part. And the classes, but I didn't make it to the dungeon. I went out of town. But it was but um, y'all wore so we like, were dressed because like right. co- they do a lot of costumes. They do a lot. They do a lot of costumes. Yeah, of they costumes. do. We were just dressed like sexy, normal. Yeah, sexy. I was just normal, <laughs> sexy. We didn't do the and co- I didn't participate because yeah. I was a little nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I never been anything like that. And there was a lot going on. There was needles and booty holes. People were screaming. It was a lot going on. But I told myself if I ever went to another sex dungeon, I would definitely go with more of like an open mind and try something because it was cool. I was really mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I wasn't I wasn't in there and like oh I want to leave. I really enjoyed watching. Um, That's what's up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, okay, you guys, we are going to move on to Indecisive Diane. And when we come back, we're going to have King Noir help us with some advice from our beautiful listeners. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? What do you want? Hey ladies, it's me, Indecisive Diane. And listen, I took a little trip to OKC last week. There's a place, it's called Waffle Champion. It's literally like taco waffles. You're gonna love it. They always have a long line. So order before you go, so you can just go in there and pick it up. Here's the address, 1212 North Walker Avenue, Oklahoma City. All right, and so now we're back from Indecisive Diane. Now, remember, if you guys want some advice from us and our guest, if we have one that week, remember to email us at askcocktails.atl at gmail.com. So we've got two advice letters this week, and King Noir is going to help us answer them. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, so this one is titled Redemption. She says, hey, ladies, I love you both and absolutely love the show. So I need some advice. I've recently moved to a new city and have been trying the whole dating thing. I was seeing a guy and we were having unprotected sex. I know, rookie mistake. No, girl, everybody be doing it. Fast forward a few weeks and I meet this guy at a party who I had an instant connection with. We end up hooking up. And girl, the sex was bomb as fuck. 
Later, I find out that I have con- con- contracted, contracted, contracted. What? A- contracted. Contra- okay. Later, I find out. <laughs> later, I found out that I contracted chlamydia from the first guy. Mm-mm-mm. I was super, super embarrassed, but I told the second guy so that he could be treated. He acted pretty cool about it about everything, but I haven't heard from him since. I'm super upset because I really liked him and I was not prepared to give up that dick so soon. Is there anything I can do to fix the situation or do I just have to hold this L? Signed, this is not what I meant when I said hot girl summer. Girl, you better go ahead and purchase a <laughs> new <or> dick. Good <laughs> <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I want to know what you think, King Noir. Uh, well, first, what do you think uh, about that? First, I want to I want to commend her on her honesty. Mm. Like round of applause. That's real. I I mean, it is one of those um, situations that you might have to just hold that L. But I wouldn't say, you know. Um, I mean, try to hit him up again. You know, you could you could just say, you know, I'm really sorry about that. If if he had tested positive, who knows? But it's it's still like, you know, sorry to have to have to bring you into this or whatever. I really enjoyed our 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 time together and I'm willing to go with you to the clinic to get tested together. Something we can make a have a clinic date. You know, but it's, <laughs> I mean it's funny because like, you know, in in my line of work, I am tested literally like every every week if not every other week so mm-hmm. i'm always tested mm-hmm. so i don't i don't take it as some if somebody's like hey i gotta go run to get tested i'm not like ah what the fuck is wrong with you i'm like good you should be on top of that mm-hmm. you know it's it's, right. it's more in the vanilla world where we see people who are like ah oh, man you got tested why you get tested like, you got you something get tested like you yeah people jump to the conclusion you should just you get tested something. regularly absolutely some Most people wait for symptoms exactly. and there's so many things out there where there won't even be any symptoms exactly but so I will, get tested i will say to the to the woman who wrote that though like karma is on your side you know anytime you are open and honest with people like good things are gonna come back your way so even if this dude uh, isn't in your future, there will be more bomb ass dick in your future. There I will. I believe it for sure. I hope it works out yeah. for you, girl. And, um, and if you really like it, maybe send him a text. Like, hey, I mean, I'm really sorry. Maybe send him some flowers. Sorry I gave you chlamydia, but I still want to, <laughs> like, fuck you again. Send him a bottle of Henny. Yeah, send him a bottle and of Henny and some hand sanitizer. Like, I'm clean. It's, <laughs> it's also like, yeah, you got chlamydia and you gave it to him, but both of y'all knew that you were having unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. And when you have unprotected sex, unfortunately, that's one of the risks. So I feel like you did the right thing by letting him know. If you do take an L and he doesn't hit you back, just think about it like he really got mad and disappeared over something that he knew what he was getting himself into. It could be a long road of stuff like that. I don't think he should be that mad at you to disappear and stuff, especially because it's chlamydia. Take your antibiotics and yeah. see me in two The clap will be gone real you know? quick. I got a friend that stays getting <laughs> cl- the clap all the time. And she just takes her. Wait, what? <laughs> that's that's got to be. Okay, now she else. needs to she make some lifestyle changes. Also, just strap up next time, please. <laughs> yeah, strap, strap up. up. It's nothing wrong with using condoms. It's much safer. And then you won't have these conversations. True. All right, next one. 
um, says advice, never dating men with kids rolling my eyes. Okay. Love the show. I was dating a guy with a one-year-old daughter, which is something I always told myself not to do. However, we made great memories together and he seemed like a really good person. When we first decided to be in a relationship, I asked deeper questions about how his relationship was with the mother of his child. They weren't in a serious relationship when the child was conceived and he did not want the child when he found out she was pregnant. He claimed they weren't very close and it comes off like they only talk when he wants to speak with his daughter. Well, one weekend, he was making plans to visit his daughter in my hometown, and I was going to be there that same weekend for my sister's birthday. We traveled separately, and when he arrived, he completely went ghost. When I finally got in touch with him, he told me he was spending the weekend at his ex's house. I did not address this right away, but when I did, he completely flipped. My stance was that they should have certain boundaries since he's with me now, and he disagreed. He said when he goes to visit his child, he plans to spend time with the mother as well. This was confusing to me since he originally said they weren't very close. And even if they are all spending family time, that doesn't warrant him to go two whole days without talking to me. To sum it all up, the conversation went left and I ended things with him. Was I wrong? I just felt like he could have communicated more effectively and understood my perspective. What is your stance on dating people with children? How should the significant can't talk? How should the significant others operate? Best regards, single again, child with a sad face. King Noir, <laughs> you take this first. Sure. Um, don't blame those kids for that. If he a liar, he a liar. That ain't the kid's fault. I think that um, when it comes to dating people with kids, um, I think first and foremost, how how the, the, the person talks about their children or doesn't talk about their children should let you know exactly what kind of human being they are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I know a lot of women who are like, oh, I was dating this guy and I didn't know he had kids until months down the line i'm like well that should Mm -hmm. be a red flag for you because anybody who has children should be proud and love their kids even if they're not with the person who they had those kids with Mm -hmm. those kids are always yours you know what i'm saying um Mm -hmm. and in regards to the aspect of you know if if they still hooking up with their ex or whatever that's that sounds like he was not honest with her Mm -hmm. and you know you you made out well because you don't want to be with somebody who's not honest, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't want to wind up in a situation where then you're the next person who has kids with this dishonest person, you know. But I, I definitely don't think that the kids are the problem. I think it's lying ass people that's the problem. True. Yeah. Um. I. Also, what do you think? I think that the kid thing is always so like sticky. I have gotten rid of the whole thinking I don't want to date somebody without kids because honestly, everybody has kids. I'm not saying that you can't find nobody but for the most part a lot of people do have children so I've kind of like taken that way of thinking out of my mind I will say if I'm dating you and you do have kids and it starts to get dramatic I'm taking myself out of the situation because I never want to a be someone who comes in between you and your kids because I've dated people where you are spending so much time with me and I'm like where the the kids at when you gonna be with your kids I don't like that feeling and then if, if there's baby mama drama and this is like a new thing I'm not dealing with that I don't have kids I don't want it to feel like I do and I don't want to be having no type of drama. If you're bringing stress my way, I got to, you got to go ahead and you got to go. 
And as far as how should the significant others behave portion of your question, I think you got to figure out what your own boundaries are. I don't think that there's a set standard for anybody. You need to figure out what's okay. You obviously don't like him spending the night at his baby mama's house. Mm -hmm. He obviously was not very honest because even in the beginning when you said that the child was conceived, he didn't want it. I thought this was a hookup situation. I didn't realize this was his whole ass ex-girlfriend until we get down further into the thing. So it, it just feels like he's deceiving you about a lot of things and who knows what else there is. I, I agree. I don't think there's a reason that he should ignore you for two whole days, especially if y'all are out of town in the same town together like what the fuck even if you can't hang out he could have shot you a good morning text so many people do it it's almost like they're on like speed dial good morning text like something he could communicate with you y'all aren't on the same page and i think that you made the best decision for you which is to end things Mm -hmm. and i don't think you should second guess your decision it's just gonna be more drama yeah girl too blessed to be stressed girl Okay, so that's it for the advice this week. Again, the email for advice is askcocktails at gmail.com. Shoot us an email with your question and maybe we will read it on the show. And now it's time to move on to the last part of the show, the cocktails. Now you can submit an email if you want to share your cocktail, a sexual confession, dating experience, funny story, Mm -hmm. whatever. Maybe one of your little sex injuries. If it's story worthy, send it to us. You can't tell your friends, but you can tell us and we'll keep you anonymous. The email for that is cocktails.atl at gmail.com. Okay. So listen, King Noir, this is how we're going to do this. Because sometimes we have guests come on and they think they have a great story. We're going to give you examples. So you're going to go last with your cocktail story. I'm going to give an example of something that our listeners write in. I'll read it in story form. Kiki is going to give an OG (laughs) cocktail. That means this is a cocktail from her pussy. This happened with her vagina or her booty hole. Yes. Yep, last night. It's it's fresh. Fresh off the press. Fresh off the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you want to go first or shall I? Mm Mm-mm. You go first. Okay, here we go. This is titled The Holy Dick. She said... Hey, Kiki and Medina, I love y'all show. And every week I send it out to my girls so they can listen and laugh with me. But honey, let's get into this cocktail. I went to a bar with my girls one night. It was women's night. Okay. She didn't say ladies night, women's night. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you heard that one before. And of course, I'm drinking Patron all night long. The owner of the bar walks up and gives us some free shots. And we made eye contact. I instantly got wet and started to eye him all night. Picture him. Chocolate, tall, perfect white teeth. I was hot and ready. As the night went on, we were all past tipsy and having a great time. I go to the bathroom alone, and he was coming from the back of the bar, so we passed each other. He grabbed my arm and kissed me right in the middle of the hallway. Was I wonder if this was during Corona. I was like, I was a leaking now, sis. 
I wanted that dick in that bathroom, in the car, wherever we could go. Then he walks to the front like nothing happened. The night ends and we all walk to our cars. My girls leave, but I stay behind so I can speak to this man. I really just wanted that dick though. I walk back into the building and he's there smoking his hookah, lights off. And I walk over to him, sit in his lap, and he put his fingers inside of my wet pussy and licks it. <sighs> I suck his dick. In the hookah I suck his dick and then reverse. Is this in Atlanta? Girl, it has to be. I suck his dick. That's why I'm going to the hookah place. Cowgirl on that dick. He bends me over and fucks the shit out of me, making me come all over that dick. He nutted all inside of me. I licked my juices off of him. We said bye and went home. Sounds magical, right? But my girls, y'all. <laughs> Y'all, my girls tell me the next day the nigga is a whole pastor with a whole church and a whole first lady and kids and all. Y'all, am I wrong? Did I want that dick again? He done bless me with that holy D. (laughs) (laughs) My nigga. Oh my God. The hookah pastor. The hookah pastor. Oh, that's like that man. Do y'all remember that that pastor that was on Twitter with a really long tongue and he was eating that girl's pussy on there was a video of it. This is like last year, maybe. Yeah, I think I talked about it on Weird Sex or something. Listen, man, the cloth got to get their thrills, too. Okay, I just didn't know they were doing it at the hookah lounges. I thought they'd, you know, keep it in inside, be a little bit more discreet. Okay, they just need to stop telling other people what, what they need to not do. What you say? Right, that I part. Said, Pastors just need to stop telling people what they shouldn't be doing since they out there doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went. He went in on Sunday and was telling everybody how they how they was fucking up all weekend. How not to fornicate. <laughs> Keep your mask mm-hmm. on. Coronavirus. You out here grabbing bitches by the arms and kissing them in their mouth and licking their booty holes at the mm-hmm. damn hookah lounge of all places. Ooh, I need my hand sanitizer. All right. So, yeah, okay, so this is this is a fresh cocktail. So, my friend came over the other, well, yes, last night, and he works out a lot. Like, he's the, one of those gym rat people. It's really quite annoying, but, you know, whatever. Looks good, right? So, he's been working out really hard, and I guess it must have been leg day. He has hurt himself. So, he was, like, complaining about his legs the whole time he was over here. He's like, oh, I'm so sore, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking like... Okay, and now to be clear, this is not somebody I'm dating. This is just somebody I fuck sometimes. So I really wasn't concerned. I'm working on the computer. Like, stop your whining. So anyway, I was like, well, you're staying the night. Let's go lay down. So we're laying in the bed. He's still complaining about his legs. He's like, will you massage my legs? So I was like, oh, not really my forte, but all right. I'll try to help you out. So I'm rubbing his legs and I can feel them. They're like really hard and really like tense. So I was like, oh, he's not lying. Like, this feels uncomfortable. So I'm massaging it. And as I'm alternating from like leg to leg, eventually, of course, my arm kind of brushes up against his dick and balls a few times. Oh, I guess he took his shorts off somewhere. I left that part out. 
So anyway, I'm like massaging his leg and then I feel the covers kind of lift up and I was like, oh, his dick is getting hard. So I was like, well, I'm going to leave that alone because I do think that he is really in pain right now and I'm just going to focus on the task at hand. My ass be horny, but I also didn't want to do a whole bunch of work. So if his legs and gave out on him, like we're not fucking tonight. I might suck your dick, but that's it because I too am tired. Okay. So anyway, so I'm massaging his legs and then he he was saying that I got a spot or something. So I decided I'm going to reposition myself. So I'm he's laying like flat on the bed and I get in between his legs. So I have both of my hands and I'm like massaging both of the legs. Right. So he's giving me all of these like moans and groans and he's like really enjoying it. It sounds like sex. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm not bad at this. I've got to add this to my bag of tricks. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I'm just sitting there looking at his dick and I'm horny at this point. I mean, I'm always horny, but I was very horny. So I was like, I bet it would feel really good. Like if the massage is feeling really good. I bet if I start sucking his dick just a little bit, it's going to feel even better. I was right. So I started sucking his dick. He called me a demon a few more times. He's been doing that lately when I when I try new things. And he was like, you're really just going to suck my dick while you're trying to get this knot out of my leg. And I was like, I mean, does it feel good or does it not? He said it did. So I keep going. So he can't take it. He has buried himself in the pillows, like his face in the pillows. And he's saying a lot of gibberish, which is excellent feedback for me because that's what it he is. does. I like to make a nigga lose his train of thought, lose his words. I want you to sound like you... You don't know how to speak. Um, So anyway, I keep sucking his dick. I'm sucking his balls. And I was like, all right, enough is enough because now my jaw is getting tired and my arms are getting tired. Fuck this massage. But I still kind of wanted to suck dick a little bit. So I like to lay down sometimes to suck dick and do it on the side so I can rest my head because sometimes a bitch gets lazy. But I put my (laughs) hand, I'm just being honest. Like I can't be doing a whole bunch. I have been cooking and saving all that. I I need some medicine. Okay, I need a little. So I be keeping my CBD oil on the nightstand so I can relax these jaws. Anyway, so I lay down, and when I lay down, like I some kind of way we reposition, and I put my hand under his back. Now, usually when men ask me for massages, they want their back massage, not their fucking legs. So I was like, I bet it would feel good if I just tried to massage underneath. And that's what I did. So I'm massaging him, still sucking his dick. And then I felt like he was about to come. And I was like, not today, sir, because ain't no dick been inside my pussy. So I went ahead and hopped on top. Only lasted about four little bounces. And then it was done. So I didn't get mine, but he definitely got his. And I'm excited to add a little dick suck and leg massage into my new back of chips. That was a hell of a happy ending. Wow. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what they be doing at those massage parlors on Beaufort Highway, I bet. Hmm. I thought they were just giving a little head. They better not be bouncing on dicks. Well, not that part. I just meant the sucking the dick and massaging. You still get a massage. I want to go get a massage and a happy ending. I've always wanted to go to a place and they just, someone just slides a finger in my butthole and they're like, you like? And I'll be like, Ooh, I do. Are the police about to bust up do in it, here girl. though? Yeah, be careful. I didn't know that that's what they were doing. I'm innocent. King Noir, before you get, share us uh, your cocktail that, oh my God, I can't wait to hear it. Um, I want to know, because when Kiki mentioned sucking balls, I I just started sucking on balls because it really makes me feel... Really? Yeah, like it makes me feel weird. And like... That's what I do when my jaw is tired. I like suck on the <laughs> balls, but they seem like such a sensitive little area. Like, do you guys really like your balls sucked or can you do without it? I think everybody's different, you know. Um, me personally, I do... If I'm really, really turned on, like, 
give me like one of those mm-hmm. like nice little pops and that that shit like sends me up another level okay um, but for me definitely it's it's all tank like get up in the tank that shit feel good as hell for me in the tank the tank the gooch oh the gooch you know, the, the go- okay i know what the gooch is and, yeah there you go there you go okay, yeah, okay. That, that area right there is like i love that spot Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, give us your little cocktail. So, so what's co- this story? Cocktail. Uh, I got so many stories. I'm trying to think of which one I should I should just go in the vault for right now. But for some reason, I've just been thinking about this one a lot over the last uh, few weeks. So going back to the story I was telling earlier from the pictures I was taking, one of my first times ever getting hired uh, outside of, you know, on camera. I was hired to do some cuckolds and I was living in Jersey. This couple, they said it was from Long Island. They needed to meet me in Manhattan. So I go to Manhattan, meet them at this bar. It's like super like regular ass New York bar. I'm one of like three black people in there. And they say, look for, you know, woman. She going to be wearing whatever. This is this is a while ago. She going to be wearing whatever. Just find her by this dress. She was at the bar. Walk up to her. I'm like, how you doing? My name is King. Uh, we've been sharing emails back and forth. You said that you guys were interested in setting up a session with me. So she was like, yes, he's the man with the money. Her husband right next to her. He gave me what the situation was. We're not mm-hmm. going to get all into that part. And they were like, OK, so really just what we want is I just want to see y'all together. I want to I want to just just watch y'all and then, you know, Maybe I'll join in or or whatever the case. I just want her to be happy because I, I can't make her happy by myself. Oh, dang. Like, okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you. So, you know, we, we bounced from this spot. I followed them to this really, really dope house in Long Island. And when we get there, they're really nice. Give me some stuff so I could take a shower, get all freshened up. They get all freshened up. Come downstairs. They got this dope ass pool table. Mm-hmm. So me and Shorty start playing pool and kind of like flirting and all this other stuff. And she's just like, uh, what can we play for? I said, I'll play you for your clothes. I've been playing <laughs> pool for a long time. So I know I was going to be fully clothed at the end of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm like getting her to take her clothes off. And her husband, he's like kind of close, but he doesn't really know where to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me just being me, he in the, he in the way from my shot. So I'm like, you know. Get out of the way. Go sit in the corner. So he goes, sits in the corner on the floor, me and her playing. She starts more and more clothes coming off and kind of like trying to make me miss shots by like putting her titties on the table, mm-hmm. putting her ass on the table. <laughs> so I'm just like, stay there. I hit the one ball and it kind of like stay on her butt crack. Mm-hmm. I come around, just start playing with her pussy. Taking my time really, really slow. And the husband is like, I want to see more. I want I want y'all to do more. And she just told him straight up. She was like, shut up. He knows what he's doing. Right? <laughs> Poor husband. She had been waiting on that. that was, okay. Uh, that part stand that stood out to me more than anything. Because she was like, you're not about to ruin this for me like you do when it's just me and you. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, your man is just, like, sitting over there in the corner. And we just start. Like going ham on her on their pool table, just like 
I've, I'm like I said, I've been playing pool since I was a kid, but I had never fucked on a pool table before. So it was just mm-hmm. kind of like, I have to fuck on this pool table. Like, no, you can't get down. No, we're not going to move to a better p- spot for him to see us. We fucking on this pool table because this is like a fulfillment of prophecy for me right now. We got to get this shit in. I so, am picturing this play by play in my head. The thing the thing about it that <clears throat> was so awesome was like we, we kind of got lost in each other to the point where I don't know what he did, but we looked over there. And we realized that he was over there. And this this the part where I was like, now I understand it. Mm-hmm. So he was over there kind of like jerking off with two fingers. Two fingers? Because mm. it was little, huh? Yeah, he had like the micro joint or whatever. So oh. That's when. Cause, so like at the time, like I had never really knew what cuckolding was. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I just showed up to do this job. You know what I'm saying? So. Then, like, she fully goes into, like, her cut queen shit, like, just saying, like, you see that? That's why he can't satisfy me. And she just starts talking, like, the most fluid cut queen poetry that you will ever hear in your life. Like, she was just, like, every single stroke that I was giving her, she was telling her husband about a place that he would never be able to feel inside of her. Did you feel uncomfortable or were you just like, I mean, she right, bro? Um, shit like that actually turns me on, like, cause she's, she's been unpleased and I'm Mm -hmm. there to please her. So she's talking about how I'm pleasing her. So that shit turned me the fuck on. Like, it was like less about him and more about her. She was probably a reoccurring client. She was like, yeah, yeah, we doing this shit again. They they (laughs) definitely reached back out. You know what I'm saying? But like, I mean, like we... We ruined their pool table though. Cause like she splashed all over their pool table. I came on the pool table. We was like that pool table just. And she probably made the husband clean it up. Poor Roger. She probably made him buy a new one. Roger named him and everything. (laughs) King Lord, thank you so much for blessing us with your presence on this show. You were a bundle of joy to have. I can't wait to get your dick. Thank you very much. And. If you want to plug anything, you have anything coming up, let people know where they can find you. What's up? Absolutely. You can find me uh, on social media, Twitter, uh, at King Noir, K-I-N-G-N-O-I-R-E, because Twitter lets me put all my smut out there for you to check out and see if you want to go to the main website, royalfetishxxx.com, kingnoirxxx.com. And because it is uh, 2020, of course, I got an OnlyFans. My shit is popping. They actually interviewed me recently on Business Insider because my OnlyFans wow. is like worthy of such coverage. You know what I mean? So that's <laughs> OnlyFans.com slash King Noir. Get that King Noir dildo. Use me to fuck yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Check out the new music. Um, just search King Noir on Google and, and I'm popping up in all kinds of ways. So. Thank y'all very much for having me on the show. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm back, just holla at me. Yes. Thank you. Back. Okay. Um, and also, you guys, remember to sign up on Patreon for bonus content, patreon.com slash cocktails. We release new bonus episodes like you heard earlier today. Um, new bonus episodes every single Monday. So make sure you sign up on there. And then make sure you're following us online at Cocktails Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Kiki Said So. And I'm at Coffee Bean Dean. And until next week, you guys, goodbye. goodbye.
I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.